Hello, welcome to PRWC Worcester podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that in your time spent with us, you will be blessed and edified even as we grow in faith. Please enjoy and may the Spirit of God illuminate your hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Father, we honor you. We give you all praise. Have your way in our midst this morning. May you speak to us, O oh God. May you lift our spirits up. Keep us established in you. Well grounded, O oh God, in faith. Unwavering in our resolve knowing that you are still seated on your throne. Take all glory, Father, to glory, Son, and to glory, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, hallelujah, church. We want to bless the Lord for this morning. It's a great day the Lord has made. We are glad and rejoicing in it. We thank God for giving us the opportunity to come to your way by virtual church. Uh, if you are home, I want you to share, invite your friends, invite your neighbors, your colleagues. This is the time to listen to the word of the Lord and to worship him in spite of what we're going through because he is still seated on the throne, even in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for what he has begun with us last week. Uh, if you were with us last week, you realized that we had started a series and we are hoping that God will walk us through a journey in which at the end of it, we will come out stronger, well established in faith, even through the storms that we're going through. And so the theme for our series is be armed, standing properly, right? Properly armed. That is what we want to go through even throughout the next couple of weeks that God grants us the grace to do. So be standing properly armed. You may want to tell your neighbor, your wife, your spouse, your friend, your brother sitting next to you, be properly, be properly armed. Stand properly armed, even in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. We just want to do a quick recap of what the Lord, through his spirit, uh, taught us starting last week. Uh, uh, theme scripture is taken from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. I just want to, you to know, our church, that we are on the battlefield. This is our battlefield. As we had uh, been told last week, every expert is on the battlefield. Every uh, special op is on the battlefield. Every specialist is on the battlefield. It is incumbent upon us also, the experts of the kingdom of God, who have been mandated to do spiritual warfare to also get on the battlefield. If you agree with me, say a big amen. amen. And that is what we want to let the whole Christendom know. That God has called us for a purpose. That purpose is to stand. But as we stand, we should make sure that we are properly armed, even for the battle that is ahead and the battle that we go through. Oh, hallelujah. We believe that we are the Lord's army. God has specially prepared us, even in these times and seasons. And I pray that we would fight until victory comes, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with me even as we read our theme scripture, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. I take my scripture today, uh, this very portion from the NIV, from the NIV. I read Ephesians 6, 10 to 19. Finally, 
Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the whole armor. Put on the full armor of God. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand. Oh, hallelujah. You may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Verse 14 continues to say, Stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled around your waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And above all, pray in the spirit on all occasions, including this one, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Oh, hallelujah. What a powerful, powerful scripture. We pray that the spirit of the Lord will walk us through even in this series. A couple of things that I just wanted us to take note of in this series. You see, physical battles require physical weapons. Last week, we learned a new term, PPP. I'm sure by now you're familiar with it because it's all over the news. All the experts, all the doctors, all the scientists, all the nurses are complaining of lack of PPP because without that, they can't function. They are trained to do what they do best, but they need weapons. They need ammunition in order to be able to do the job that has been entrusted to them. For their case, they are fighting a physical battle. You and I, we're fighting a spiritual battle. I said last week that let the experts do what they do best. Let the doctors do what they do best. Let our government do what they've been elected to do best. Boy, let the media do what they do best. For us, let us stand and do what we do best, even in the mighty name of Jesus. And therefore, physical battles require physical PPE, but spiritual battle also requires spiritual PPE. In our case, we call it the armor of God, the full armor of God. We are praying that as we go through this storm, if you are a believer listening to me, make sure you are geared up, ready to go, full armor of God, and standing on the battlefield, doing what you have been called to do, even as we are strengthened and empowered by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Whereas there may be shortage, as I said, with PPEs, I heard this week, the Patriots, my favorite team, right? Patriots. Go Patriots. Hallelujah. Just went to China with your private plane to just buy and purchase a lot of PPEs for the state of Massachusetts. What a great gesture. We thank God for the lives of leaders like that who think about your community and keep doing what they do. That is very, very exemplary. But you realize that there is shortage. Why? Because these are physical weapons, physical equipments, and therefore if a company were to shut off or go out of business, we wouldn't have enough PPE for what we've been trained to do. You and I, however, are blessed. Oh, hallelujah. We don't carry physical PPE. We carry spiritual PPE. And there is no shortage. 
of spiritual PPE. Hallelujah. Every believer listening to me, you are endowed and equipped with abundance of spiritual PPE. The armor of God is at our disposal. All we need to do is rise up, put it on, and get ready for battle. And I pray that throughout this season, you will have that same zeal, that same zeal, that same calling, that you will rise as an army of God. Put on your spiritual PPE. Stand your post, even as we fight the spiritual battle, even in the mighty name of Jesus. I put here that our production center never goes out of business. They are always there. Heaven is there, backing us up. All we need to do is rise and put on our spiritual PPE. We also learned last week, as 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5 says, that this weapon is not carnal, but it's what? Mighty. So let me read the 2 Corinthians 3, 10 to 5 for you. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds Casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You realize that this is a mind battle. This is a spiritual battle. As we'll get to know in a few minutes, the battle that the enemy is engaging you and I as a believer is to make sure that we don't think the way God thinks. But we think the way the world thinks. But thank God that you are about to put on your great armor. And as you put on your great armor, I know that God will orient your mindset onto the things of heaven so that you fight this battle until victory comes, even in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to start with the verse 12 of Ephesians 6. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil and heavenly realms. That is our battle. Therefore, he encourages us that be strong. Therefore, be strong. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. That is the word of the Lord for us this morning. Don't be weak. Don't be afraid. Don't give up, but be strong. Now, how can you be strong by yourself? How can you be strong when you have no power? Boy, how can you be strong when you are shut down in your room? How can you be strong when there's a moratorium on us? How can you be strong when there's a quarantine on us? He gives us the answer. Don't be strong in your own self. Don't be strong in your own wisdom. Don't be strong in your own expertise, but be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Scripture says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous we run in, we take our anchor in it. We are established in that name and we are saved. Be strong in the Lord. So if somebody were to ask you, how come you are just so relaxed? Tell him or her that you are strong in the name of the Lord. Even in the mighty name of Jesus. Because that is who is our anchor. We are not moved. We are not shaken. As long as we are established in Christ Jesus. So this morning, be strong in the Lord. Not only that, but in his mighty power. Oh, hallelujah. In his mighty power. What it means is there is power and might in the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's read something in Ephesians 1, 17 to 21. Ephesians chapter 1. 
I read this one also in the NIV version, Ephesians chapter 1, 17 to 21. This is Paul addressing the church. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. That is his prayer for us. And that's my prayer for us as believers this morning also. Hallelujah. But verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in other death. Check this out. You may know the hope to which he has called you. You're an army officer. You're a special up officer. You're a ranger in your own capacity. There's a call on your life. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That you may know the purpose and the hope for which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Other verses says, in the saints. And his incomparable great power. That is where I want you to focus your mind on even in this context. His incomparable great power for us who believe. And then he goes ahead to explain how incomparable, how great, how awesome, how indescribable that power is. So that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. There is a power that turns death into life. There's a power that turns light, darkness into light. There's a power that turns catastrophe into glorious. We are praying that that power is at your fingertip. As long as you are established in Christ Jesus, Scripture says that we will be strong in his mighty power and victory shall be ours. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That power that raised Christ of, of the dead is in us, is in you. And then it says that same power has caused Christ to be seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly realms, far above rulers, far above authority, far above power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the age to come. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So we said last week that when we mention the name of Jesus, yeah. everything that has a name also ought to bow. When we invoke the name of Jesus, that power that is in that name causes every other name to bow. And we pray in the name of Jesus, wherever you are listening to me, whatever you're going through, may the power of God, may the all-surpassing power of God, the incomparable power of God, even be your portion, even in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Verse 13 of Ephesians continues to say, Therefore, because of this, because we are not fighting against flesh, but we're fighting against spiritual forces, because we are endowed with great power, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, church, we are in the day of evil. It's no longer when, but it's here. Therefore, we ought to put on the whole armor of God, so that we may be able to stand our ground. And after we've done everything, the key word is stand. Oh, somebody stand. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody, may you stand. May you not move. May you not fret, but stand. After you have put on the armor, after you have fully geared up with the armor of God, may you stand. Because God is about to bring victory, even in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I just want us to tackle the first 
armor. Because we're going to go in through this series, and then we'll get to know a few more as the Spirit of God leads us. When you read that scripture, it says that, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Other verses says, Having buckled up with truth around your waist. Girded your waist with truth. Now, this is Paul trying to picture a coincidental um, 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 Roman soldier who is fully geared up and having a belt under his waist. What it is is all the fluff, all the clothes that would have just been fluffing all around is now put together and tightened up because he's ready for battle. If there is any of those materials in his way, he can't be as effective as he ought to be. And therefore, he's picturing a Roman soldier girding his waist, tying up all the fluff with a belt, stabilized, ready for battle. Secondly, you realize that that is also where his most powerful weapon hangs. And we'll get to know that, we get to know that as we go on through the week. That's the sword of the spirit. But truth is what girds every other weapon that a believer has. Oh, hallelujah. That is it. The moment the enemy succeeds in telling us otherwise, we lose the battle. Why truth? Because the devil has been lying from the beginning and he still continues to lie. Did God say? Would God be able to do? Are you sure God said that? He started in the beginning and he continues to do now. Sometimes he even confuses us with pseudo-truth, what I call pseudo-truth, that which seems so nice, so late, so contemporary, so modern, so logical, but it's not a truth. That is what the enemy consistently tries to do even in the life of the believer. But we are praying even as we stand as the army of God. May we gird our waist. Oh, hallelujah. May we gird our waist with truth. Even in the mighty name of Jesus, praise the Lord. I just want to talk about fact versus truth. Because sometimes facts seems to make sense and logical sense. Except it's not the truth. Oftentimes the enemy uses fact. We sometimes even say it becomes a cliche. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I think X, Y, Z. But fact is not truth. Fact is a gathering of evidence in search for truth. Let me give you a typical example. You go to the court of law, you have a defendant and you have a plaintiff. The plaintiff has a set of facts. His argument is based on these facts. This defendant is guilty. The defendant and his attorney also have a set of facts. And what they also say is based on the facts that we also have, my defendant is innocent. Now, two facts opposing each other. What are they in search for? All in search for the truth. And so you realize that if they were to bring a witness who is supporting the fact that perhaps the plaintiff or the defendant has, once they put their hand on the Bible, what they say is, I swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. I wonder why they don't say, I swear to tell the whole facts, nothing but the facts. Because the opposing facts, either the defendant or the plaintiff, does not necessarily tell the truth. However, they are trying to seek 
for the truth. Oh, praise the Lord. Guess what? That is what the enemy does to us sometimes. Coronavirus is here. Plenty of people are dying. Lack of PPE. You watch TV, statistics are all over the place. That is fact. Oh, hallelujah. You can dispute that. You can count it over and over again, and it will still be the same number. But that's not the truth when it comes to a believer. Because facts are describing a particular circumstance. It doesn't tell the whole story as in God turning situations around. So the fact is we are in a battlefield. The fact is coronavirus is here. The fact is, unfortunately, many are losing their lives. The fact is we are shortage of PPE. But the truth is God is still sitting on the throne. Oh, hallelujah. And he can turn situations around in just a twinkle of an eye. We are praying in the name of Jesus that we will not seek facts, but we will stand in truth, girded our waist with a belt of truth. Oh, praise the Lord. Facts may highlight your circumstances, but truth would define your identity. I am praying that you would have that as the core of your mantra, that facts will not determine my identity, only truth will define my identity. You may have been born in a poor family. All odds may be against you. The fact that you were even going to be able to graduate from high school, let alone go to college, was zero. But look where you are. Facts don't define you. They may highlight you, but truth defines you. I am praying that as believers, we will not let the facts overwhelm us, but we will stand with truth. Oh, hallelujah. That indeed by his stripes we are healed. That indeed he is our shield and our buckler. Things may be going on chaotically, but God is still in control. That is the truth. Even in the mighty name of Jesus. Seek for the truth. And don't seek for facts. Where can we find truth? A rich scripture I remember Pontius Pilate asking Jesus, what is truth? The irony of the whole thing was truth was standing right in front of him. Except he just didn't have that revelation. We thank God that you and I as believers, we have been revealed the truth. When you read John 1, 14. John 1, 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten son of the father full of grace and truth. You're looking for truth? Look for Jesus. You want to find truth? Find Jesus. You want to be on the side of truth? Be on the side of Jesus. That word that was in the beginning became flesh, dwelt amongst us, and he is full, saturated with grace and truth. The same Gospel of John 8 31 to 32, Jesus himself confirming what John has said. This is Jesus' own words. John 8, 31 to 32. If you abide in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. If you abide in my word, then you are my army indeed. If you abide in my word, then you, my, you are my experts indeed. And guess what it says? And you shall know the truth. And that truth shall make you free. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. 
Here we can tell, therefore, that the truth is also found in the word of God. That word is also Christ Jesus. And so you want truth? Sister, brother, you, whoever you are listening to me, find Jesus and his word, and you will find truth. The world may be in chaos, but the word of God is true. The word may be in shambles, but Jesus is true. And he's still seated at the right-hand side of the Father, interceding for you and I. That blood that was poured many years ago still works today. That is truth. And I pray that as believers, we don't lose that fact. That is what the enemy wants to do against you and I. That we would even forget who we are, our very identity, which is revealed through truth. We're praying in the name of Jesus that we don't lose our focus. But we have the belt of truth buckled around our waist. Oh, hallelujah. Buckled around our waist. That is the truth. And so when Paul is writing to the Ephesians, and of course to the church, and says that, gird your loins with the belt of truth. That is a poignant statement. Because once we lose truth, we lose our identity. Once we lose truth, we lose who we are. If we lose who we are, we lose our authority and we lose our mandate. Oh, hallelujah. If someone comes with a fact, say, yes, I believe in facts, but I stand on truth. Oh, hallelujah. That God is still in control. That my God is able to do more exceedingly, abundantly than what my mind can even comprehend because his word is true. This is a word for you this morning. Even as we go in step by step, going through every weapon and armor that God has given us as believers, this is the first armor. This is what everything else would then be hanging on. If we lose this fact of truth, we lose who we are. But I pray that the Lord will strengthen you. Scripture says that as Paul was praying, that the God of all gods will bring to our minds spiritual understanding that we would know the incomparable power of his great might. Let that revelation be your portion so that when these crises and these things that are going on begin to infiltrate into your mind, infiltrate into your marriage, infiltrate into your workplaces, infiltrate into your houses, you would acknowledge the facts as they come but it wouldn't change who you are because you are established, well established in truth. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. As we go through these series, I pray that you have a deeper meaning and deeper understanding as the Spirit of God will minister to you at your own level and understanding, knowing that you are the special co-op ranger of the army of God, but you need to buckle your waist with truth because that is who you are. And that is what the Lord says you are, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Oh, bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. If you are there listening to me, we just want to enter into a few minutes of prayer, even as we commit ourselves unto God, praying that his truth will be our buckler, even in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the word sink in a little bit, even as you get yourself prepared for prayer. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground 
is sinking sand all of the ground is sinking sand on Christ the solid rock I stand all of the ground is sinking sand all of the ground Begin to open your mouth and lift up a prayer unto the Lord. The God will cause this truth to be revealed unto us. your name Jesus you see truth is what causes us to be able to sift through the noise the many noise the many rhetorics that are floating all over the place some may be factual but we will lean on the side of truth we want to pray that as many as these noises keep coming as many as these quote-unquote factual statements and highlights keep coming, may we fill our minds and hearts with truth. The truth that comes from the Word of God. The truth that comes from the revelation of Christ Jesus Himself. That He's above all things. And He is the beginning and the end. As we focus on Christ Jesus, he will be our author and the finisher of our faith. We are praying that we will sift through the noise, still anchored in truth. Shall we lift up a prayer again on this topic? Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. 
Tayanda Bra, Lebari and Ositayande, Rama Macabori Handelele, Sababrando, Sitelebelebos, Randeleve, Rama Tayandeleve, Maxutolebelebos, Randelebos, Yandabra, Lebayando, Mandalabos, to be able to stand just after you've done all you can just stand just stand with this full armor geared up on you we pray in the father if perchance fear has infiltrated if perchance the circumstances are weighing down upon our spirits and therefore we are even shaken in our faith that we are even hopelessly desperately seeking for some help somewhere we pray that establish us in you cause us to be able to stand if physical men are fighting the battle you have called us as the experts of spiritual warfare may we be able to stand at this battleground and fight until victory comes shall we open our mouth and begin to pray Rabba, 
We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We want to lift a prayer once again, committing those that are in the front lines. There has been a prayer request that we ought to do every day when we gather as believers. We lift the doctors, the nurses, the pharmacists, the first responders, the scientists, those that haven't even had sleep. Putting their lives at risk to save as many lives as they can because that's what they've been trained to do. That's their calling. We are praying that the divine protection of God will be theirs. In the same vein, we're lifting up all members of authority our leaders, our president, his cabinet, everybody that is counseling him. We pray for the wisdom of God to be their portion. That as they begin to take decisions, may it be according to the will and purpose of God. So we lift up a prayer. So we lift up a prayer. His stripes we are healed. Yes. That is truth. Yes. By his stripes we are healed. We claim that, we declare that, we decree that. Yes, By his stripes we are healed. We're praying in the name of Jesus for yes. divine healing. Yes. The Bible says, and the Lord will arise from Zion with healing upon his wings. May you, O oh God, fly over your universe. Yes. And bring healing, complete healing. Yes, those that are at the hospitals, yes, those that have contracted it but they don't even know, we plead in the blood upon them yes, that there will be instant divine healing. Yes, even in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Shall we lift up a prayer? Shall we lift up a prayer? I am the Lord, the healer thee. I am the Lord, your healer. I sent my word and heal your disease. I am the Lord, your healer. Let's 
a declaration of truth this morning. I am the Lord. Hey, the healer. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Hey, oh healer. I send my word, yes. you are sovereign we thank you that you still reign we thank you that you are still in control may you receive all honor majesty and power we thank you for your word this morning that indeed you are the truth if we are looking for truth that establishes us it is found in you Christ Jesus if we're looking for the truth that stabilizes us, it is found in your word, O oh God. Because all facts and circumstances are in search of this truth. And we want to thank you that by grace we have found you. We pray in the name of Jesus in this spiritual battle. May we begin to gird our loins with truth. So that we'll be able to sift through the noise and the rumors and the rhetoric. But we will claim your word for ourselves, our families, for this nation. For that is your word. It is truth. Whatever you have said, oh God, will surely come to pass. May your truth be revealed unto us. And may your will and purposes be established in your creation. That all men would know that indeed you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. May you reign supreme even in this circumstance. That at the end of it all, you only will have cause to take glory. We thank you for the opportunity to come to your presence and to even hear from you and to present our supplications before you. I pray, oh God, that your grace that surpasses everything, the bread, the grace that turns those that are even in the filthiest of states to become saints. May it flow in this universe and draw the hearts and minds of many unto yourself, even in this circumstance. That you only will have that cause to take glory. We thank you for an answered prayer. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. We don't want to let you go without giving you opportunity here to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We just heard a word of God that says, truth is in Christ. Truth is in his word. And at this moment in this season where many are scrambling for straws, we pray that you would give your life to Jesus, that you would stand on the side of truth, that you will be anchored and established in truth. His name is Jesus. If the Spirit of God is prompting you this moment, I just want you to say this simple prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. I thank you that you still love me. I confess today that I'm a sinner. And because of my sins, you came to die on the cross. This day, I accept you as my Lord, as my Master, as my Savior. Come and live in me. May your truth be revealed in me and have your way in my life. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said this prayer, you are justified. You have been turned from a sinner to a saint. Your name is written in the books of life. And you also have been enlisted in this army of Christ Jesus. May we stand properly armed, even in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you once again for joining us. We pray you were blessed. Please don't forget to click on the other episodes to continue in your journey with us. Don't forget to also share and follow this podcast. May the good Lord bless you.